0: now all right
1: <clears throat> five four three two what happens when you cross the best of power rangers with the bloodiest glorious aspects of trauma you get the incredible psycho goreman that's what a spider fest that's equal parts horror and comedy with a bit of 90s era nostalgia thrown in. Welcome to the Scare Guy Show, everybody. A place to celebrate horror films, events, and all things that are scary fun. This is our very first Scare Guy Show of 2021. And this week we are privileged to be speaking with Matthew Nineber, the star of this galactic bloodbath. Matthew, thanks for joining us today.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. All right. And
1: we
3: have a couple of other hosts joining me um, today. Luke. Hey, it's Cheeseman here, media director of thescareguy.com.
0: Hey, everybody. It's me, good old buddy, Ben Cleaver. Uh, coming to you from my home office here in Los Angeles, a uh, regular contributor for the con guy, the scare guy, that hashtag show, etc., 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 And I'm stoked to be here because I loved Psycho
1: Gorman. It was awesome. <laughs> and our special guest today, Matthew Ninevar, he is a writer, a director and an actor known for such films as Transference, Extraction Day and The Last Run, all of which he directed. And of course the awesome Psycho Gorman, which I'm going to tell you, Matt, matthew i'm sorry it surprised us we didn't know what to expect but wow this was
2: it surprised me i didn't even know i was getting into so
1: (laughs) (laughs) well let's tell everybody what's about real quick um after unearthing a gem that controls an evil monster looking to destroy the universe a young girl and her brother use it to make that monster do their bidding but the siblings don't realize what they don't realize is that because of this new monster, their small town is now the target of intergalactic assassins. Crazy B-movie chaos ensues. And um, hey, I just got to ask you, Ben, what was your first impression? Because we had no idea what we were getting into. What was your first impression of watching this? Well, so
0: I had actually seen the trailer for the movie um, a, a few weeks earlier before that hashtag show and, and Junior Felix asked uh, if we wanted to possibly do an interview and, and um, you know watch it early. And uh, so I, or, I already kind of knew what we were getting into. Cause I remember watching the trailer about like, like I said, like a month ago or so, and being like, what is this? I must see it. And I didn't really know like what the release was gonna be, if it was gonna be digital or in theaters. And we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. Um, and so when Junior calls me up and he's like, hey, do you wanna watch this movie, Psycho Man, and and interview the actor from it? I was like, yes, yes, a thousand times, yes. And uh, so I did, and I was not disappointed. You know how sometimes you go into, and it lived
1: up to every expectation I had, and more. It was amazing. Absolutely. So Matthew, welcome to the program. Thank uh, you. Before we we started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, your career, and kind of um, how you got involved with this film?
2: Well, like everybody on this movie, just love movies, just Grew up wanting to be an actor, a director, a writer, anything to be on set really is kind of my, you know, MO. Um, My agent called me and said, hey, I have an opportunity for you. Uh, Steven, who's an upcoming director, has done all these special effects. He's working on another movie and they need a monster. And I was just like, whatever I have to do to get into this movie, uh, I'm going to do. So I took the script, I ripped it apart and just really tried to nail the monster and little did I know um, I had this role because nobody else wanted to get into the suit. The suit I didn't realize was the worst thing you could ever, you're wearing whales blubber. It's all vacuum sealed. You can't, you just, it's a it's an actual horrible experience being inside this thing and i'm pretty sure the reason i got chosen to be pg is because all the other actors knew how bad it was so i was just that naive guy who just wanted to be on set and make a movie and that's how i got part of this film so yeah cool wow
0: yeah well <laughs> and that that uh you know that's an experience you share with many actors who've done superhero movies over the years you look back at like yeah. you you see interviews with Michael Keaton talking about Batman and especially a lot of those 90s era superhero yeah. movies where they're just like, I was wrapped in non-breathable latex and uh, it was just gross. So Yeah, you, you hear you the know.
2: stories and you think people are just being dramatic. You're like, come on, just suck it up. But then you get in here. I'm like, I didn't have a pee hole, did not have a poop hole, didn't get to eat. It was taking like you know, emodium to make sure I don't have a bowel movement. I actually had one day on set. I'm like, guys, I think I have diarrhea coming. And they're like, oh, we just started. I just took three hours to get into this suit. We just filmed one scene. I'm like, I need to go to the bathroom right now. <laughs> and it's like ripping off a suit, trying to get it down to your ankles. And I just barely made it to the bathroom. So being in this thing is, and like, if, if, if I didn't make it, I would have lived in that. Like it doesn't go anywhere. It's like wearing hockey equipment, and it just keeps like the stench of yesterday just keeps building and building and building the aroma and when they open it up at the end of the day the makeup people are like oh i'm like i'm so sorry like it's uh it's yeah i don't i feel like people need to talk more about how bad it is so that you appreciate those movies where you know <laughs> get creatures who just anyway so it actually made me appreciate like pan's labyrinth and hellboy and all these films so much more being in this movie so yeah
0: all right Big Doug Jones fan, then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, where where are you from originally, and uh, where did where did you film this this movie?
2: So, I'm just outside of Toronto in Canada. I actually live in Mennonite country, so there's really no film industry where I am. Like Mennonites, literally drive by my front uh, porch all the time, and uh, so I had to drive in. I did the audition remote, and then this was filmed on studio in Toronto and then uh, in Niagara Falls area, which is just across from Buffalo in the States. So they had uh, old metal, like it was like a metal town called Welland and a lot of factories have just gone out of business and they're just sitting there just decaying, really beautiful Ooh. sets uh but uh yeah it's it's actually a sad place to go film a movie because everything's (laughs) just kind of dying but uh the hotel that we stayed in was just not a nice spot at all so just picture like a town that is on its way anyway i don't want to say anything but they're great people there great people just no financial opportunity and uh, that's the backdrop for pg so wow
0: no that's hilarious I uh I'm most likely related to everybody who lives near you because I am in fact a Mennonite from Kansas there so. you go there you go
2: a lot of Martins here yeah, yeah. There you
3: go. now can you tell us a little bit about like your first impressions of the script and there's so much like comedy and just fun and it like what was your first impressions and how'd you go about like playing the character
2: just reading through the script i was just trying to i'm like wow like one second you think it's going to be serious and then it's making fun of itself and then it's constantly flipping things on its head and uh the first time through it you're just like what what is going on and like you read about the <laughs> alien you're like how are you going to do this and there's like there's a guy's head in a jar. Like, you have to remember reading this thing was so absurd. And and I'm like, I don't know if I get it. Like, I honestly uh, and then when they got to like this outfit, when they're talking about how he's going to dress up and be a Jurassic Park character, I'm like, I, I am I am so lost. Like, so I'll be honest. The first time I read this script, I'm like, I feel like people have to be on drugs. To really understand this movie like this is going to take you down into a parallel universe yeah. and it's going to all make sense but you need some substance to take you there and <laughs> uh and then when you're on set you're like yeah this is completely trippy like there's mm-hmm. literally a guy in a jar a jar like just talk, like I, 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 he's just crazy like i don't know how you come up with this stuff so yeah <laughs> but I just wanted to be a monster, so I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> but the thing, it was
1: so funny, though. Like so much of the, the you talk about the guy in, in the jar, and then yeah. and, and and myself and Luke, we were talking um, yesterday about the the policeman. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, I want but to give there's a character good. that is so stinking funny with I the can't... way his, his story plays out, and we just were like, oh my gosh, it was so great.
2: <laughs> and and that was probably the part that made me like again being in the suit was like rough but like with him on set i was just laughing so hard all the time i'm like who is this guy and again i don't want to give it away but there's parts where he's just yeah. <laughs> like when he sends his note in i'm yeah. just trying to keep it together on set. I'm like this is so freaking absurd this is funny <laughs> so yeah i i don't even know when people ask me what genre this film is i'm like i don't i feel like there needs to be it's this is its own thing it's such a unique film and uh yeah yeah cool
0: well that was a big part of it i i watched it first and then jim and luke watched it like the next day and i was like texting them while i was watching i was like this is the wildest combination of like Literally like the Power Rangers show from the early yep. '90s with just yep. like the Japanese costumes and yeah, and and then Jim brought up trauma. If you remember Toxic Avenger and all those movies, yeah, it's just wild, wild stuff. And the fact that it was so tongue in cheek and it was so committed to being what it was and so committed to not taking itself seriously, it was just yes.
2: so much fun. And, and that's the thing that I'll be honest reading the script. I'm like, is this the right choice? Like, I'll, I was like, this is just, it's making fun of itself. Like this is supposed to be like, there's a fight scene and it's supposed to be this epic fight scene. And then you cut to one of the characters and they're like, is this, is this going to go on for a while? And I'm just like, what? So it, you're right. It doesn't, it doesn't take itself seriously. And it's, uh, Steven really knew what he wanted to do. And, uh, and you just had to trust him. It was like, you know, okay, it's in your head. Let's go, let's go. So, and that's that's really what it was. Is we all went on a journey with Stephen. So. <laughs> awesome. Now, can you talk about him as a director and what it was like working with him? So, Stephen is is uh, he's a very unique person. Like, I just I just completely, I don't like genius. Like, you go to like the audition process. I end up showing up at his uh, uh, studio, his his apartment with the other producers, and uh, his whole living space is just all the people that inspire him. all the villains all of the uh characters and he's always he's he's got all these projects on the go like he's claymations and just little things and and then he's playing like some video game like he's just a very unique person and uh getting on set he built all the monsters like all the monsters you see in this film is him just coming up with and that in itself like just take directing out of it take take um writing out of it just building these monsters would have been uh, enough but he's doing the directing and and like the shot and all the other stuff on top of it and it was amazing to see so um working with steven was was really great and just seeing how he created these characters and he's on set just like you know helping fix them up and he'll get right in there like his love for these creatures i think really comes through so it was really fun to see somebody who just refused like, obviously, there was CG in this film, but for the most part, it's like what we shot in the day is 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 what was designed and, it, like, it's what the camera saw. So, so many practical effects, and I think that just made it so, so much fun to be on. Like, you're not pretending to interact with stuff, except for the opening collage where we destroy galaxies and all that stuff. <laughs> you know, that was on green screen, but other than that, it just... It's a very grounded but not grounded film at all, and and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's that was just a fun that was a lot of fun to be part of. So could he be like the next James Gunn? He's gonna be no, he's gonna be his own thing. Like he, I'm thing. telling you, like he is such a big, like an interesting person, and uh, yeah, I don't even want to compare him. To he is his own, his own guy. So yeah,
0: <laughs> wow. Oh man. So you you um mentioned this a little bit earlier. You were you were saying how many hours did it take you to get into the suit and get camera ready?
2: Yeah, so it, it depended on the day. The first time you get into the suit, you are you're buckled in and they're really just tailoring it to you. So they did a body cast and then when we finally did the final fitting, it took about three and a half hours to get the gloves to fine tune everything to they actually had to take a zipper out, put a different zipper in and like the shoulder pads. they were having problems with that. So I was in the chair for three, three to half, three and a half hours for the first time. And then they start getting faster. There's some days that, heck, we got it down to 45 minutes. It's like, oh, my gosh, this was amazing. But then there's other days, like after fight scenes where the whole suit was just destroyed and they had to put it on me and then just fix it, rebuild it and just duck and uh you can't move you just stand there you hold you basically hold on to sticks and uh and then they just glue you and <laughs> put, you, put you back together and uh we've watched movies while it's happening i think i, I watched swallow i, I like, we wa- like we watched a bunch of films that just random things and yeah it's most of my time on set was just watching movies <laughs>
1: You know, I, I I absolutely love, and I think we, we kind of we were, were talking about this. I love how everything uh, so as much as possible that it was practical costumes, practical effects. Um, but I've got to wonder, like, you have these kids on set. My fr- I was, did they love or were they repulsed by the amount of blood and gore? Because you know, kids sometimes love that stuff. And this yeah. girl, I tell you what, she is going to, she's going places. Is that she 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 was yeah. great.
2: So, like, first of all, they casted great kids. Like, both Nita and Owen were fantastic. I didn't even know Nita's name until the end of it because she showed up and introduced herself as Mimi. Like, she was Mimi. Like, I didn't, I didn't, she didn't, she didn't talk to anybody outside of her character name. She was amazing. and, And how she was on screen was the exact same. She was off screen. So, she was the life of the party. I'll be honest, we all worked for her. (laughs) that was was a crazy experience and like they were all in it like we were there's times that we're shooting to like 5 a.m and they're just going and i'm like how do you guys have energy like there's a scene that they're i'm on the couch i actually fell asleep four times in this movie. And one of them was like in the warehouse. You'll see they wrapped me in a blanket and partway through a scene. I'm, I'm out. I just <laughs> totally went to sleep. They cut. Like Matt, you're snoring. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry guys. But these kids just kept on going and going and going. I'm like, Oh, I don't And the thing is they knew, they knew their lines. They knew everybody else's lines. They knew the stage directions. If I didn't know what was going on, I just went to one of them and they would tell me what's going on better than anybody else would, which was, So they just they just sucked it up and um, or soaked it up is a better word. And it was really, really great just working with them. I think they did a great job casting Owen and Anita. And uh, I do think both of them um, are going to go places. Owen was like just that reserved and just kind of grounded things. Anita was just so big. She was just that kite that was just flying in the air and just dragging everybody along. And truthfully, she's the real monster of the movie. I'm not the monster. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I can see that <laughs>
2: Yeah. now where we're discussing this,
0: obviously midst of a worldwide pandemic theaters aren't really showing a lot of films. Yeah. So, you know, some are, some aren't, this is an independent film to begin with. So it wasn't going to get like worldwide blockbuster release necessarily, although it deserves it in my opinion. Um, so when when did you film this? Did did the pandemic at all affect the filming schedule or was that all after you guys filmed that? And no,
2: um the pandemic uh so they were in post-production uh when the pandemic hit. So um yeah, we, we had it wrapped before all this broke out and then we actually it just—I think the biggest thing that pandemic did to it is it slowed down just the release of it, and then they just didn't know how to release it. That—that that was the big question. It's like, what? What do you do? Like all the film festivals, like a movie like this needs the festival tour, and it needs that—that that audience to really champion it. And I think we just got to a spot where it's just like, well, what do we do? And then it just, well, it's done. We need to release it, so it's really in the hands of of people who who really enjoy it. And this is the type of movie that you either really like it or you're just like, what the f- did I just watch? <laughs> there's no real in between. And, right. uh, and uh, even some of the producers are just like, what do we make? People are going to hate this. I'm like, no, 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 it's good. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Cause some people thought like, anyway, anyway, so it really is in the hands of the people that love this film. And uh, I think the people that love it will love it enough that it will see an audience and it will get appreciated and that's encouraging. So
3: now you had to have a lot of fun on set. Cause I mean, with all these characters, all these people in costumes now, did you guys like goof around on set behind the scenes or how'd you get in character and get all this kind of dynamic between all of the characters in these costumes?
2: Well, I'm not the right person to ask because PG is pretty miserable. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll speak to the other people. Yeah, they had lots of fun. Anyone who was not in a suit had a blast. Uh, (laughs) And uh, yeah, like everybody was joking around. I think the only monster that uh, was consistently joking around would be the cop and he, yeah he was pretty funny i think the first two days i had energy and then Stephen was just like listen you're in this for 32 days you need to manage yourself when you're not on shut down so i basically turned into a robot it was time to act it's like turn on and when it's time to not act it's like okay i'm going to my corner i'm sitting and i'm just gonna meditate and go to a different place until it's time to bring pg Uh, because again, it's like wearing like a hundred elastic bands. So, like moving is like everything just takes so much more work. And um also nobody knew who I was. Like on a side note, I showed up halfway through production and uh and uh my call time was after lunch, and I've always shown up before everybody else, and I leave after everybody else. So I tried to get on set and uh one of the grips like, Who are you? I'm like, What? Like this is a close set. You can't who 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 you with? I'm like. What do you mean who I'm? i i i ain't bg like <laughs> what and i just like i'm like yeah nobody see me outside of this suit so the way i had fun is i just scared people like if i wasn't sleeping i would go and hide in the closet or when we're filming in Welland, i would just hide behind like vehicles out in neighborhoods and i would always keep a walkie talkie with me so they can call me when it's my time i just scared the crap out of people because PG's not too scary if you know he's coming, but if you have no idea, oh tar- I am terrifying, especially at night. So I, <laughs> I scared the crap, up. I scared the crap out of every crew member. But then after that, I'm like, I need to just scare regular people. And Stephen wasn't <laughs> happy about that. He's like, they're going to take a picture of you. They're gonna, it's gonna leak on social media. You can't, you can't. I'm like, dude, they're not gonna, they're gonna be running when I'm done with them. And that was usually <laughs> oh when I. gosh.
1: I've got to ask so do you: Have any videos of you
2: scaring people? no because i can't use phones
3: <laughs> oh no
2: i had no i had no i have no pictures or anything i'm like trying to use a phone with my like monster hands and it's not working i'm like this whole period of my life is undocumented from my point of view <laughs> yeah, so oh, like, i want someone somebody a picture i don't know. It didn't happen <laughs> this, this
3: is unheard of because i have a scared gym channel with a jim up there uh on Instagram called Scare Jim. So if I was on set with you, I'd be following you around everywhere, just getting oh. prank videos. That's all I'd be worrying about. So much me, fun.
1: But yeah. let me follow up on that question. I see that you have the mask, the PG yep, uh, mask there. Um, was this, first question, was this built for you? Like did yeah. they sculpt it around you? Yeah.
2: Okay. so I went in and did a full body cast and it's all like molded onto mm-hmm. uh, me. And now I wear this for Halloween. And uh, other parents just think I am an awful human being because I take Halloween seriously. Everyone else is dressed up as Mario, Mario, and I'm dressed up as like, a real monster with blood coming down my mouth, and I'm terrifying little kids, which I take joy in. So I just, anyway, but frowned upon. <laughs> so. you no, know, that's what I was going to ask you. So now
1: yeah. that you, that you got to take it home. So. I was going to be about to ask you if you wear
2: it. Do you ever wear it? And are you scared? Do you get to scare people now? I I do get to wear it. I do get to wear it. So I I don't take it out as much because the mask, like it it gets like three to four wears on set. And then after that, it starts tearing. So the more I put it on, the worse it gets. I'm at the place where it's like, okay, it's going to be a mantelpiece and it just stays there. So. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've worn it and just scared the crap out of people. I chase my kids around the house and they're still terrified of it, which I don't know if that makes me a bad parent. I think it makes them stronger being afraid. So. <laughs> PG's it, in the closet. Just yeah, like it. yeah. It's exactly. You know, <laughs> so.
0: Now, speaking of the suit and it being built for you, PG is obviously a very menacing presence. You know? yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. How big a boy are you? Only six one. I'm not that low oh, no. angles. Yeah, oh. low angles. So. Okay. Wow. Tom Cruise boots. Just you know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Six four with those on. Yeah, yeah. Those babies. So.
2: But compared to kids, I'm a giant. So well, I that's think that's true. why it works. <laughs> um, let me
1: ask you this: uh, If how did you guys promote the film? Like, did you do the film festival thing? Because I know they're they're kind of shut down, but they have digital festivals and online. festivals. Because
2: well, it there was, was audience awards, didn't it? The yeah, film. it did. And we did do again, as everyone was trying to figure out this online film festival and how it worked, we, we did after parties, we did Q&As, we, we did whatever we could. Like Anytime there was a request, it was just like, all right, this is this is the only way we're going to be able to hype it. So um, we did the festivals we could. We did a couple in Canada. As Europe started to open up, um, they had festivals there, and we would uh, Skype in or Zoom in and, and try to do whatever we can to promote it. But again, the reason that this film is doing well is because the audiences are like, yo, you got to check. just, just exactly what happened here. It's like, yo, you need to watch this movie. There's just, this is, I think this movie is actually really important. It's coming out at a right time where people just need a little joy in their life in a, you know, dark way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and uh, I, I do think even though, um traditionally be a bad timing for it to come out i think it's actually a great time for people just to you know laugh and just not take anything too seriously and uh, i think they just need that break just with what's going on so
3: yeah we, we need more of these movies
2: yeah i know it was definitely what i needed
0: like the, this was i because of the way we received the screeners i had to watch it here in my office because i was gonna put it on the tv out in the living room and watch it with my wife um uh, but I'm I'm like I'm gonna watch this again, because I think it's on. Here's a good question: Where where do you know this is releasing? I think it's Apple TV. It's coming out on Shutter.
2: Yeah, it's uh, the Shutter release is later, so it's uh, on demand. So, um, iTunes has it. Um, oh man, Draft House has it. There's there's it's actually on a lot of places right now. Uh, but the shutter streaming is, I think, in a month or two that it, after it does its release that way. So and then it is in theaters some places and then some theaters are offering in-home experiences. So it's different. It's a little different here in Canada. I know you guys have more options in the States. So. Mm.
1: All right. Well, um, I know that we're kind of like uh, coming to the end of the interview here, but. The thing is it, it was um it was in select theaters here in the states only about 45 and it's averaging right at 1000 per theater which is pretty good especially in these times when hardly anybody's going out.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: That shows you it's got it's up at 89% of Rotten Tomatoes. Um very few films ever reach that high. So I know. Thank yeah.
2: you. Thank, you. Thank you.
1: I got to know though. Um has there been any talk about the next adventures of PG? Oh man,
2: there has been some yeah. chats. Um, They, I, I'm like, hey, before we talk, I need a butt flap. I need a pee hole, all right, and I need a pee hole. <laughs> they put a pee hole part way through production. I'm like, I don't know if you guys know your bi- biology, but that's not where a pee hole is. So we gotta, <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go do health class together. But anyway uh i'm like let's get that stuff figured out but yeah they've asked me if i would come back as pg and i love pg i think pg is such a unique like he's like a wolverine lobo just crazy i don't know old grandpa character who's just miserable and i just i just <laughs> love i love him um and i'd come back even though the suit is horrible but uh, now that i know what to expect i think it's a lot more bearable right. but they have they have some cool ideas and i like hearing um Stephen's idea of where to take the character and just the absurdness of it and again not taking it too seriously and just mashing the galactic warlord with just human problems on a family level so I I know they're excited and they're coming up with a lot of ideas and everyone's pestering them like is it a TV show is it is it a movie what 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 are you guys thinking so I'm along for the ride it's Steven's world and I'm just happy to you know, play in it because again, this is not something that I could ever think of and he's truly a genius. So I'm super happy to be on the trip.
1: Well, that's amazing. Uh, Luke or Ben, do you guys have any closing questions before we let Matthew go?
0: Well, I don't know if I'm stepping on anybody else's toes here, but Matthew, is, is there anything next for you? Or are you looking forward to another project? Obviously, it's a weird time to be doing that. I'm an actor myself. I know there's not whole lot happening for the broader industry so anything next on your list
2: i'm working on a little action movie steven uh he's like hey i got the body molds i know you like making action movies and i can make you a monster for your film so he he made me uh another monster so during the pandemic we're we're filming something very different than what what i could never do what steven's doing i'm just like dude you're on this all other level i'm uh yeah we're doing like a doom meets alien kind of small film and uh, so he's built us some really cool monsters for that and that's just what we're plugging away at and uh it's keeping us busy during the pandemic we're just trying to make the best 2020 is kind of a write-off for a right. lot of actors and a lot of filmmakers And i'm like might as well do something to redeem the year honestly seeing pg come out was therapeutic and uh just so happy to be part of that and hopefully we can make another project so yeah so the movie i'm working on it's called death valley and uh steven's just been helping me out with the special effects and just kind of giving me some mentoring me through the process, which is just great. So that's cool. awesome. Are you writing, directing that, just starring? Uh, writing, directing, and then every once in a while, jumping in the suit. So, <laughs> so
1: with,
2: uh, with filming during a pandemic, there's not a lot. Like you can only like in Canada, we can only have 10 people on set for a lot of things. It's right. like, okay who do you not invite like are we giving up audio are we giving up makeup who's not coming to the party so it's uh it's been an adventure and uh but it's it's looking really great and again having steven build a monster just absolutely amazing so yeah well i'd say
3: my last question would be taking it back when did this all begin for you when did you realize you want to be an actor and especially do these monster things was this a childhood ambition of yours
2: yeah like I would. I remember grade ten and uh, seeing Matt Damon. I was just like, oh gosh, I want to be an actor. I like what these guys do. And then, uh, and just the idea that you could just keep playing characters. You don't have to choose a career. You get to be them all. So I can be a monster one time, or I could be a villain here, or I could be a cop there, or I could be. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's the. Uh, like I get to be everything, so I don't have to choose a career. So that's the that's the hope and dream and just. Being able to be a monster, being able to check that off like that, not many people get to say that. That's freaking awesome. And uh, and being an actor is a hard thing, as as you guys know. It's it's a grind, and you're trying to figure it out. And so I was just super happy to to create something like this. Like as a kid, I watched Dragonheart, and just watching Sean Connery be a dragon. I'm just like, I am the last one. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, man, like, I want to bring some of that depth into to PG and just see what we could do there. A lot of, like, the deadpan stuff is just stuff I saw, you know, Sean Connery doing growing up. And so it was hmm. kind of emotional being able to see, to be able to do that, be part of that, and uh, hopefully create something special for people. So, yeah.
3: Nice. Right. Yeah,
2: Writer, director, actor,
1: Matthew Nineberg, thank you for being here today. If you guys haven't yet seen the film, it is available on video on demand, Apple Plus, and will soon. And it's also in select theaters around the country. Uh, make sure you guys check this out. We want to see the next adventure of PG Cycle Warman. Uh, we want to give him an opportunity to, you know, have butt flaps and a pee hole for the next film. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today and we are excited for this film. This is a film that um, hopefully it does find an audience, maybe even that late night midnight movie audience that goes on for years because this is one of those movies that you guys don't know what you're getting into. It's It's got little kids but it's as bloody as it can be and uh, especially when you eat people. Man, that one, those scenes are so nasty. Oh, it's but, our oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Come back anytime. We'd love to have you. Thank you for being right. a part of the scare guy show. And we hope that you guys will also, um, if you're listening to this, please subscribe, give us a little bit of a a good review so that people can find us, Matt, Matthew, we hope to see you soon. Thanks so much guys.
3: Bye guys. Bye. Thanks.